0: This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, of Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason I. Go.
1: I'm Truman, and this is episode 317.
0: Kevin, I know for a fact you don't party, okay? You do not party. <clears throat> oh, no, Kevin does not party. No. <laughs> not at all. Never you know, has you, never partied. You know who else doesn't party is uh, Pat, because he's not here.
1: Yeah, what happened? I know
0: what happened. <laughs> we do know what happened. He's having a different kind of party tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know who's not having a party? It was the Red Bulls, After at least after the Houston game.
1: Mm. Nope, no fast.
0: bueno July 4th, because mm. we do not win on July 4th games.
1: You know, maybe someone should have reminded me that that game was hovering around July 4th, and I would have uh, not made a winning prediction. I should have known better.
0: Maybe. Honestly, I didn't even think about it before we asked you, so... But it doesn't matter. Nobody got it right because we thought it was either gonna be a draw or a lot or a win. Nobody guessed a loss, let alone a four nothing loss. Ugh. Yep, absolutely brutal. Uh red card and, and on top of it, two red cards, one for Michael Morea, which was a double yellow, and one for Kaku, which was another straight red. I think it was a second was it maybe possibly the third of the year. I'm not sure which one.
1: But I, I mean, as far as I know, that's only the second straight red, as far as I know. But either way, that's multiple straight reds this year. Yeah, you shouldn't – I mean, uh, you, you shouldn't have two. No. And, and you definitely shouldn't have two before the uh, unofficial halfway point of the season. And you shouldn't have
0: one for kicking the ball at somebody's face. No. All right. Um, Truman, do you have the, the tweets ready for this one, or should I read them out?
1: Oh, go ahead. Read them out. I forgot to bring them up. Okay. And I'll grab them for the next <clears throat> one.
0: All right. So uh, uh, Jeremiah at Red Coach J says, it was always a tough ask, and the rotation was understandable, but that completely got out of hand. There isn't one person, player, or coach that comes out of the game without looking bad, and it makes it so much worse that this is going to hurt the weekend game massively. Uh, next was CNY MetroStar at CNY underscore Metro 96. That was one huge turd sandwich that everyone on the team has to eat. Burn the tape. Move on to Atlanta. Tonino M at Tonino M says, "Without a difference maker, and yes, this team needs a difference maker. We will always be a mediocre, middle of the pack team."
1: Where's Pat? Uh, Where's Pat on that
0: one? Yeah. And then uh, the last one for this game: Casey Jones at Grateful Share Twenty Three. So frustrating. The mental lapses from some players and manager is getting ridiculous. I'm going to add a little side note in. I fell asleep during this game, and I'm glad I did.
1: <laughs> where because was I, I? Where was I at this game? Why was I not? Uh, was, was, the, was this the... Um,
0: no, this wasn't the the uh, concert, because that was the week before.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I did not... <clears throat> I mean, bird, so <throat> probably some fireworks somewhere. Probably. I'm very confused as to where I was at this point, but um I definitely no, you know what I was doing, I believe I believe I was at band practice, I think. And then when it went to nothing, I said, Well fuck it. That's what happened. Oh, that makes sense.
0: I tried watching, but the game was so boring I just fell asleep. Yeah. And it was a good thing too. Because I missed Mario's stupid yellow card. Alright, uh, so the Rebels followed that up with a 3 3 draw at Atlanta. One they arguably deserve to win, if not for some refereeing decisions, and one that was definitely drawn back to a draw by returning right. Phillips finally get his name on this on the scorebook for the first time in a long, long time. Fun fact about this one, Jeff Lorenowitz uh not once but twice shoved players to the ground, received a red card approximately 10 minutes after the match in the Atlanta locker room, supposedly for stepping on a player, on a, what's his, I can't remember who it was, but whoever it was, he pushed down the second time, for stepping on his foot before pushing him. Forget the fact that he pushed you guys to the ground and not in a way where it was clear that, you know, the Red Bulls were diving. It was very bad shoves. Right. Well, let's just ignore those. And we're going to get him for the fact that he stepped on somebody's foot.
1: The fuck, man.
0: All right. So, Chim, you got the tweets for this one?
1: Yeah, we got a couple of them here. Uh, first guest of the show uh, at AKA psychosis. Uh, Kevin said should happen. Anytime they get a point from such a crazy away game. It's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially, well, I, I want to actually get into this game because what's we'll sort of talking about about the Houston game. Um, what you talking about? Grateful Shred twenty three frustrating, but glad they get a point from a match that should have been a win, but easily could have been a loss. Realities of playing rookie or inexperienced defenders in a high level, high stakes, high stake matches. Still better than laid. Mm, sure. And then our friend Anthony Gieffre at Gieffre three sixteen said, considering they didn't have Parker or Long, I was pleasantly surprised with the three three draw. MILF Hunter and BWP scoring goals along with Brian White was a nice showing of the present and future of this team. Felt a lot better about this team after Wednesday's disgraceful showing.
0: And uh, so I'm looking this up. Kaku is receiving an additional fine for his actions in Houston. And the gets no extra punishment. Just, just this game. Just suspension. the one. Just the game suspension. Yep. Yeah. Let's just forget about the fact that he came on the field and just pushed people over. Because right, That's that funny. wasn't that wasn't a thing. Yeah. And all, what did Kaku do? Oh, he just you know pushed some guy over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and a less violent way than Jeff Lewinerwitz. Hmm. It's it's almost like uh, certain teams are favored in this league.
1: Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Hmm.
0: All right, uh, time for our likes and dislikes. Truman, you go first. What did you dislike about these two games?
1: Well, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's am I going to get super mad about the Houston loss? I guess I could, but again, they they were missing a shit ton of people. Um, but I guess my dislike is going to go to the penalty that the Red Bulls gave up to Atlanta when they had the lead. At that point, that sucked. That really sucked, you could have kept the momentum um, it was in the second half. there was no need for any kind any kind of foul there anything you know to even get near the guy uh, you had about four guys that were about a foot taller taller than Martinez there's really no reason he was going to get his foot or head on the ball. just a bummer. I thought that really sucked a little bit of momentum uh, but thankfully they got it back later on my dislike i'm gonna kind of
0: use that penalty also but the refereeing because why can we not in these big games just have consistency Mm -hmm. it's all I I want is consistency Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you want to tell me that that's a penalty fine I can buy that but then Royer's a penalty Mm -hmm. Royer stopped got pushed to the ground in the penalty box it's a foul a foul in the box is a penalty you want to tell me Royer was soft okay fine but then so is Martinez's. Come on. Right. Right. It's, this has to work both ways. That's all I'm asking for. You call one a penalty, the other's penalty. That's it. it. It's just, I don't know. And then it just, again, the lorena wood stuff, because clearly he's pushing guys down. And it's off the ball. And it's not even during run of play. We have VAR. I'm getting, like, five replays. On Fox, how is it the VARs not even seen one of these and thinking that it's worth looking at?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe all the VAR equipment was away in tournaments. I mean, it certainly wasn't at the Gold Cup. So where
0: else was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I really want. It is just you know be consistent. The Houston game sucked. We lost for nothing. But I can't argue about the refs because they were consistent, right? It's just ugh, it just frustrates me. That especially in, like, these big these big games, right? The whole point of putting this game where it was, it was directly following the Women's World Cup. You already had a TV audience. Fox was promoting this day of soccer between the Women's World Cup, MLS, and the Gold Cup Final. And missing players aside, you want the, the best possible product to be on TV, right? Because that's what... The whole point is your, your game is happening... At Women's World Cup, you're kind of trying to use the Women's World Cup as a way to get more people to watch that game, and presumably to stay around MLS. Mm -hmm. You want the best possible product, and shitty refereeing doesn't get you that. Yep.
1: I mean, I guess people got an exciting game, which is good. But yeah, I'm with. I mean, true controversy does breed, you know,
0: excitement and stuff. But. That game could have been better, or i I feel that game would have been better if all else being equal that penalty's not called. you get Atlanta scoring that goal to tie it at two, and then BWP wins the, the death. That's also exciting, yeah, so I just fix the reference was at least consistent, all I want, yep doesn't need to be perfect. I don't care about perfect, just consistent. All right. Uh likes. What what do you what's your like for this one?
1: Well, I, I I think it was kind of mentioned already by um Casey and Anthony that um they were down a lot of guys and got a result in Atlanta in, in the rivalry game. Right now, this is now a rivalry. Um not I'm, to Artemis. Not not, it's, not, it's not the rivalry. Right, but I mean according to, you know, Major League Soccer and TV and some fans, and even me, I think. Listen, rivalries are made out of moments, you know, and they've generated some good moments the past couple of years. So you're going to say they stole the point, right? Because the the Red Bulls did seal out at the death, and to see the look on the face of Atlanta fans getting sad when he scored is is uh, pretty great.
0: How about the fact that they haven't beaten us in the regular season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. How many times does that get mentioned on the broadcast? I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, this... of course, after the Martinez penalty I'm like, all right, this is it. It's over. And now, of course, Wright Phillips comes in and saves us. Yeah. I just kind of wish he saved us in more bigger games like the playoffs, but hey, I'll take what I can get right now. Yeah, Yeah. Especially coming off the injury. Which, that's going to be my like, is the fact that he's come off this injury, and as much as he's not starting, because it makes sense, you can't just rush the guy back in. The Houston game, whatever, but the Atlanta game, Part of it was lucky because the line of defense fell asleep. But Wright Phillips, that is the goal that's stereotypical for him over his time with the Red Bulls. It's the a pure poachers goal. Yep. And what what is the one thing that I've always talked about with him is service. If he's not getting service, it doesn't matter how good he is because he it just doesn't have it to be a hold up striker. I mean, he can at times do it, but he is a target striker. That's his DNA, right? And this was a prime example. He was the only guy making that run, the only guy who would have gotten there to t- take that shot.
1: What a and great curving pass! It had just just enough curve to get around the one defender. It was it so looked, nice,
0: and it looked like it was, like nobody was going to get on the end of it too. It was right. weird to have right Phillips like turn the tur- almost like turn the Jets on for that last like second or two to catch up to it, but yeah, I thought that was a very errant pass that wasn't going anywhere, and then all of a sudden it goes Ray Phillips the score.
1: Yep. All
0: right, uh, afterthoughts. you have any other things you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, just shout out to Brian White. I mean, the kid's been playing absolutely fantastic right now. Uh, I feel like I haven't done this show in a year. Um, because it's 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 been a little bit, but just you've been like two weeks. Yeah, well, that's it feels like a long time. Um,
0: there's, there's been a lot of soccer in the last three
1: weeks. Yeah, that, and that's the other thing too. But like, this kid has has really stepped up his game, and we've mentioned it before. Like, finally, the Red Bulls have found the kid. Brought up, I mean, I mean, what we said he he was in the system. We know we drafted him, but he was in the system for crying out loud. Um. We finally found that kid. We finally drafted slash developed the player, and he's been playing absolutely fantastic so far. I, it's nice
0: seeing this. I just heading going back to something that Pats have said a bunch of times and we had a tweet about it. We really need a difference maker in the midfield. Like, imagine a 3 3 draw with Atlanta with nobody that really makes a difference. Like, Royer's there, but he's not really a difference maker. Davis is not a difference maker. Riz is not a difference maker. Hell, even Kaku's not really a difference maker right now.
1: And he's supposed to, but unfortunately, he he wasn't on the field.
0: No, but even if he wasn't on the field, he probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. But we came out with a 3 3 draw down some defenders. Down with playmaker, imagine if we had a star midfielder, a real star midfielder right. That game is easily a win at that point because Atlanta was not playing well that day, yeah, and if we can if we can go into Atlanta down players, they were down some players too, but we were the ones at less strength than they were, and yet we still came with a draw. Get a get a difference maker in, that's a much different result. <laughs> Sorry. Sneeze came in all of a sudden. <laughs> well but that that's that's clearly a win if we have a difference maker on the field.
1: Yeah. Uh unfortunately I don't see it happening because there hasn't been an, even a whisper, not even a hint, not even a fun rumor of anyone coming. We're just gonna have to start making up rumors because I I, I don't hear anything. Nothing.
0: Eric Terry on player coach. I think it could work.
1: (laughs) Sure. I mean, (laughs) might as well crank that rumor up again.
0: But I'm throwing player in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, So is that it for these two games?
1: Yeah, that's it. There's so much to talk about. So yeah. All right. Tons.
0: Prediction contest. None of us got any of it right. Um, We put up a tweet before the Atlanta match. Sorry, we forgot the Atlanta match was Sunday. So we didn't record an episode. But I think we all predicted draws or losses, so no they got anybody right or none of us got any of that right. So I am in first still with nine points. Jesus Christ, you haven't cracked double digits.
1: Nine there. points.
0: This might be the worst year for this. Oh, it, it is. is. No one wants the shiny bell. I know. Well, no, I do apparently. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh you're in second with seven and pat's in third with three. Fan predictions, I'm gonna be honest. I am moving. Like I am supposed to close on a house in, in August. I may not get back to these until September, so <laughs> just consider that the rest of the year may not happen okay <laughs> sorry it's just a reality situation you're, you're honestly we're lucky that I'm able to record tonight because i'm make I'm making a point of it to to take time out to record And so it's kind of a good at least thing. at least some of us are it's a good thing too because Pat's got something <laughs> to take care of. something to do tonight so. All right, so uh New York Red Bulls are going to be hosting New York City FC in the first leg of the Hudson River Derby this year. Sunday, July 14th, 6.30 p.m. kickoff time at Red Bull Arena TV. It's uh Fox Sports 1. Uh, NYC FC come in with a record of 7, 2, and 8 overall, 3, 1, and 4 on the road, 29 points, 5th in the East, Um, coincidentally one point above the New York Red Bulls. In the standings. and if I, There we go. Uh, last five in MLS play. It's a draw, three wins, and a loss. They did play midweek in the U.S. Open Cup in which they were down in Orlando City. Lost to them in PKs. And one of the best parts of it was New York City FC won the toss for the PKs. Elected to have the PKs on the side of the field opposite the wall which is Orlando City's version of the South Award. So Orlando City fans said, nope, not going to do this, and they literally ran across the stadium on the concourse and filled up the other end of the stadium, which they can honestly do because there wasn't a lot of people there anyway. Right, right. But they did it. Um, so they're coming in midweek without – that uh, Open Cup win. Uh, I just realized I forgot to ask Pat for his prediction, so we're gonna. I'm going to send him a message. Um, and then whenever he gets back to us, we'll throw it in. Since I'm first place, I will go first. Um, it's beneficial that we're getting New York City on this short rest. Red Bulls will have had a week to rest. Um, plus getting back two players and Murillo and Kaku from red cards, also getting back. Um, I don't know if Tim Parker's back from injury, but Aaron Long's back from international duty. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Etienne Jr., for as much as he didn't play, is back from international duty also. Mm-hmm. Mark Lawrence is back, as we saw against Atlanta. Yep. We are getting back to as close as a full squad as we can. Uh, I still do not expect Ray Phillips to start. I think he's going to stay on the bench for the for the foreseeable future because injury aside, Brian white is what he hasn't been like letting the league on fire, but he's doing a very serviceable job. So there's no reason to take him out yet. I think it's going to be a close game because New York city is actually pretty good this year. Despite the record, they're actually one of the better teams in the league. I think it's going to be a tough one, but I think the Red Bulls will adjust out. I'm going to go with a three, two victory at home. It's going to be tight but I think the Red Bulls are going to pull it off.
1: Yeah. Coming home, feeling good after that three, three draw, getting players back, getting Aaron long back, who was absolutely outstanding in the gold cup is huge. Uh, I'm very curious now. I mean, I agree with you in the fact that I think Brian White should start uh, because of how well he's been playing. And I don't know if Bradley's really fully fit to play full 90 minutes, but if he was, he is the smurf killer. That is the one thing that man has going for him. Uh, so if he was fully fit, do you throw him in the starting lineup just because of that? I don't know. Either way, I love being at home. Uh, I, again, I, I you love the rivalry. I'm going to say 3-1, Red Bulls. You know the crowd's going to be electric uh, on national TV. I'm super fired up. I can't wait to be there because it's, it's going to be nuts. Uh, if again, it's been so long since one of these two teams have played each other. But I think the Red Bulls should feel good about themselves. You know they're going to be jacked up to win this game. It's just what they do against NYCFC. Uh, and especially with just the, these two games against these rival clubs, you absolutely positively have to win your home game.
0: Yeah, and if nothing else, Armis has been good for at least getting this team up for big games. mm mm-hmm. so. I will give him credit that, at least on the motivational side, he can get the team up for the big games. Wish I could say the same same thing about the games that don't matter as much, but, you know. Uh, So, Pat, like I said, we just sent him a message, so if he gets back to us before we're done recording, we'll throw it in here. But we don't have a prediction at the moment. Uh, Moving on to international uh, U.S. women. Oh. Oh. Uh, Truman sent me a message in chat. We played Toronto midweek. Thank you for reminding me.
1: Yeah.
0: We're not going to get back to that before.
1: No. <laughs> unless unless, unless Pat does some like show by himself on Tuesday.
0: Which I could see him doing. <laughs> uh, so Wednesday, the Red Bulls will travel. Oh, geez. I didn't realize this was three games, seven day time. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> going to be tested. <laughs> Uh, Wednesday, <laughs> the Red Bulls travel <coughs> up to Toronto, uh, to take on Toronto FC, who will have Michael Bradley and, uh, Josie Outler back in international break. So that's going to be fun. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time at, uh, on MSG at BMO Field. Uh, predictions for this one, I'm going to go a little more negative because I just, Midweek game, we have not been playing well in them this year, so Mm -hmm. I don't expect. I don't say. (laughs) I know, right? Um, I don't know if Toronto has a home game before, but if this is the first one back, then, you know, this, it's the not so conquering heroes, but it is the, you know, their guys coming back. Uh, I am going to go with a very I'm going to say a 3-1 loss. I, mm. I I say 3-1, but I think the game's actually going to be closer to that. It's going to be like kind of one of those, at the end, Toronto next to the third kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think midweek game, especially in the middle of, with Orlando City on the following Saturday, you're going to see some squad rotation. It's going to take its toll.
1: I'm going to be different and just say 1-1 draw. Because why not? Uh, Toronto will be away that weekend on Saturday. They play, uh, Montreal. So they have their own rivalry going on. Um, but they'll get the extra day of rest playing home, but just for shits and the giggles. Yeah. I'll give them the one, one draw. Maybe both teams will be a little, uh, tired after that one. We can only hope
0: that would actually suit the Red Bulls better if they're tired. Mm hmm. All right. So now on to international. Uh, yeah. Women's World Cup, U.S. women, fourth-time champs. This is three in a row, right?
1: No, two in a row.
0: Oh, I thought it was three in a row. We didn't win 2011?
1: Nope. That's how we won was 99 before the last two. Okay.
0: No, but we won four overall.
1: Yes, we've won four overall.
0: Now I'm going to look this up because I can't remember.
1: I'm telling you, we have not won three Women's World Cups in a row. You go ahead and lock. I am. <inaudible> <work>. <inaudible> I'll just play the music in the background. Uh, World I
0: mean. Cup. Okay. Yep. You're right. 91, yeah. 99, 15, and 19. Mm-hmm. Who did we lo- we lost to somebody in 11 then. Who was it? I don't was that, know. Was that Japan? I don't even know where I was in 2011. That was the, the World Cup in Germany. I remember okay. that. Anyway, uh, so they faced Netherlands in the final. 2-0 uh, victory. Abby Wambach with a penalty kick goal. I think about the 60th minute and got her the golden boot. And uh, Rose Lavelle with a pretty amazing run. And a, I think from top of the box she scored the uh, insurance goal. And they've come back as heroes. They've had a tipper, ticker tape parade. Apparently they've we're partying on some like billionaires yacht in, in New York city. They're having a good old time right now and yeah. they deserve it because they are literally the best in the world. Yeah. They good. <laughs> uh, U S men, unfortunately did not follow suit. <laughs> they lost one, nothing in the gold cup to Mexico. They just didn't have it. Um, had their chances early, chose you out the door with that miss. Ugh. Just, <laughs> just bad. Couldn't get his foot around that ball. Uh, people talking about progress. I don't think it's progress.
1: I'm going to disagree with you.
0: Well, here's why I don't say it's progress. Mexico needed penalty kicks against Costa Rica and a stoppage time PK against um, Haiti to even get there
1: and we couldn't beat them. Listen, I, I'm not going to get crazy because I I still think this team is is a work in progress. It's still the new coach. It's still young players getting to know the roles on this team. Uh, you're still there with older Josie, older Michael Bradley that will eventually not be on this team anymore. Um, Hopefully. You don't have Tyler Adams right now, and I think they played... Pretty well for a half against Mexico. I I think it's a I think the team's going to be on their way up. I don't really see this team falling apart. Uh, if you see like another tournament result where thing, where things look exactly the same, then yeah, get mad. But for now, I, I think they look okay. I really I really think they do. Again, Aaron Long looked awesome. Defense looked freaking good.
0: Well, hopefully, World Cup qualifying starts. I think this year, no, next year. I don't remember exactly when, but we'll see what happens in World Cup qualifying. Um, so Pat just uh, texted us; he is calling two-one wins for both games, so we are guaranteed a point in Toronto now.
1: Go All right. right, hey, real quick, because this, I, I, am pretty sure you said that Abby Wambach scored a penalty kick goal in the, uh, in the World Cup final.
0: Did I say that?
1: I am almost positive you did because I know you didn't say got, Megan Rapino. Megan Rapinoe, I don't know why I said Abby Wombach. I'm, sure I'm, I'm like, I'm it's been in my head, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he just said Abby Wombach, but Wow, no, he couldn't have.
0: Well, if I did, I am really sorry.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think you'd be insulting Megan Rapino <laughs> comparing her to Abby Wombach. Two amazing players for the for the women. So I think you're all right there. Yeah, I I would hope so. <laughs> it's definitely not an insult. All right,
0: so uh, moving on to New York Red Bulls 2. Their last match was a 4-3 win over the Bethlehem Steel. Comeback win. Big
1: comeback win. What was it? They were down 3-1. Yep. Yep. And they played. I mean, listen, you want to complain about the crowds for Red Bull 2 at home? You know who was at that game? Nobody. No one. Because they're playing in Chester. There was no one there. Yeah, well, they're, they're not even the fucking Bethlehem Steel this year. They were never the Bethlehem Steel anyway. Well, they're not. They're not my Bethlehem Steel. Yeah. Um,
0: their next, or sorry, their record now is 10, 4, and 4 overall, 34 points, plus 14 goal difference, third in the east of USL. Next match is away to Atlanta United 2 uh, this Saturday, July 13th, 5 p.m. Eastern time.
1: 3-3 three, three, draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Sky Blue FC, uh, since our last recording, I think they technically the two matches, or the last time we mentioned it, I guess. Uh, but their last one was a 2-1 loss at Chicago. Their record now is 1, 2, and 7. Two points. know. no. F- sorry, five points. Wow, because I can't do math. Five points, minus seven goal difference, but dead last in the league now. Washington got back above them. Uh, Next match is uh, this Friday at home against Utah Royals, July 12th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hopefully, there's a good turnout with the post-World Cup bounce, but we'll see.
1: We see it after every World Cup, don't we?
0: Well, Sky Blue needs it, so. Yeah. All right, so... Now it is time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. So first, uh one of the many LAFC co-owners, Jason Sugarman, which I think we all agreed was like an 80s <laughs> movie name, right? Wasn't he in Wall Street? Yeah, he had to be, right? Uh, he is charged with stealing $43 million from, uh, his clients in his private business. So this, the money is not from LAFC, but SEC is charging him with, uh, basically funneling money out of the company into his own pockets. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with the team.
1: Yeah. Good, good luck on, uh, yeah. Good luck on you guys. This, This just reeks of like douchey rich guy who wanted to co-own the cool new thing in Los Angeles. You know, Oh, I'll go in with you celebrities. I'll go in and, and help, you know, Oh, I get to stay next to Will Ferrell. Sure. T- yeah. Yeah. That's typical douche rich guy move. So now what? I mean, he's basically effed, right? He.
0: Well, he shouldn't be owning the team in MLS or any sports league for that matter.
1: Yeah, so I wonder if that's going to affect the team at all. When an owner will probably be forced out, I would—you'd have to think he's going to be forced out. I mean,
0: either that or somebody buys him out, and I'm pretty sure somebody could buy him out of that share, right?
1: But, but I imagine,
0: yeah, I imagine it won't really affect anything except for just having the name swirl around the team for a few days.
1: Yeah, but you know, not the look that LA wants, considering how well they've been playing this year.
0: Well, I mean, not to look anybody would want, but yeah. Especially since you're like number one in the league. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Next is uh, Stadium Talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I got a couple things here that I wanted to bring up. Um, and let's touch on these one at a time. Uh, the first one is that the Chicago Fire and the Village of Bridview, Bridgeview have agreed to amend their lease, where pretty much the fire nice. moving out. They're moving out of Bridgeview. I know fans are probably pretty pumped about that because Bridgeview was a giant pain in the ass to get to. Um, and from what I've heard is that for now, for the 4 CLB future, they'll be moving back to Soldier Field. Now, I'll say this. Moving back into City Proper, great. <sighs> Fucking playing at an NFL stadium, bad. Because they're not... Atlanta, and they're not Seattle. They are a major city with multiple teams in sports, you know? They got two baseball teams, you got football, you got basketball, you got hockey, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um You don't want another team playing in front of what looks like an empty stadium. And now, where are the supporters going to go there? How far away are they going to be from the field? <sighs> you would have hoped that they're doing this with a eye on ground to build their own stadium in Chicago where I don't know, but I'm I'm hoping that's the actual uh, plan for this team.
0: Do you want to guess their average attendance right now? Probably not good. All right. I will say they're averaging. All right. So here, here's the thing. Their stadium right now, 20,000 capacity. I'm going to give you that. So Okay.
1: I'm going to say they're averaging at about 12,000.
0: Yeah, close. 11,390. Okay. Now, I'm looking it up. What do you think Soldier Field's capacity is?
1: It's got to be 75, around 75,000.
0: 61,500.
1: Oh, okay. I was off, but still. I'm pretty
0: sure the lower bulk is like at least
1: 30,000 of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not 30, but still. They were talking on on uh, the radio yesterday that you know they'll go after Chicharito and that's going to bring in I don't know thirty thousand Mexican fans I guess for how long? Not not long.
0: <laughs> when, you, when they see a team that sucks, they're not going to stick around.
1: Yep. I mean, again, I'm sure the the actual Fire fans are going to be pumped, and maybe this will bring more. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna even put thirty thousand butts in the seats, but maybe you can average 20,000 because it'll be back in the city. I hope, I hope I, I don't want them to fail for sure. Uh, and I guess Bridgeview is going to use that stadium for other stuff. Concerts, yeah. other things, who knows? I don't know.
0: Monster truck rallies,
1: but just, you know, sports maybe. Uh, yeah. Another stadium built that wasn't built that long ago that a team just wanted out. I mean, who are they? The Atlanta Braves?
0: And that was one of the like, first wave of the, quote, soccer-specific stadiums, too. It wasn't even like Yes,
1: that was, we have a stage on one end, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Columbus, Dallas, a few of them were like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you have a claim as being one of the first in that wave. Why not stick with it? and? I, I mean, I guess if is that bad
1: to get to, but here's right. the
0: thing: you have a good product; it won't matter where you are,
1: right? People are going to come out no matter what. Yeah, um, but I, I do know from Red Bull fans who have gone there; they've they've definitely said it sucks to get there.
0: I mean, I can imagine going to to Chicago City proper is better. Plus, then there's more probably to do around the stadium,
1: right? And 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 a million ways to get there. Yeah. Um. All right. So then, the second thing is the news that was came out today that, I mean, people already knew about, but it's been finalized that uh, Beckham City Football Club and Fort Lauderdale are going to build a stadium, a renovated stadium on the Lockhart site, um, which is cool because the plan is then for the completely renovate a disintegrating stadium, build a, I think it was like, invest like $60 million. The team is investing this money. Which I love. Anytime I hear that a team is fully investing the money into building stuff, go for it. Do whatever the hell you want. It's going to be a 50-year agreement. Uh, Let's see. It's going to be an 18,000 capacity multipurpose soccer stadium, training facility, blah, 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 blah. So the cool thing is when they do move to Miami, and I think their plan is in a couple years to move actually into Miami, is that this stadium will still be used for tons of things. It'll be their academy teams. It'll be their USL team. Um, so they'll already be built for USL, which is cool. So as stupid as the name is, and my God, it is so dumb. So, so dumb. This is the way you come in with a team. NYCFC. This is how you do it yet again. Another team coming into the league with plans with stadium plans.
0: In in fairness,
1: Beckham has been on this
0: path for like what, ten years now? Yes, like, yeah, you know, for entire. sure.
1: I know. He didn't just like it just didn't happen. But they you know, it took a while for to get the approval and to get the ball rolling. But when you're listen, this this is the way you do it. They have actual plans in place. And kind of importantly in all this
0: is that he's using an existing stadium. It's not like he's building something new. Right, right. So yep. There's there's no there's no impact of lost space really, because you're just going to renovate a stadium that already existed. Yep. The infrastructure is already there, so you're not asking the city to do anything, really. Yep. <clears throat> maybe a few more pipes for water and electric. That's probably about it, but I mean, if you're going to revitalize a ta- part of the town, and like you said, basically leave a stadium behind for a USL side or whoever, like maybe college football teams start using it again, like that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Because not only do you, one, build a stadium that you need, two, you're planning ahead, three, you as a team, especially since you're putting all your own money into it, are going to get revenue. inter Miami now has would have two properties to use for revenue streams. Mm-hmm.
1: That is big. Now, will they have fans? It's Miami, so we don't know. I mean, it is no, 40- uh,
0: quick Google search says it's 45 minutes from the center of Miami. So,
1: right. But I mean, they, they know this is, this is only temporary. You know, this is a temporary fix. I think for a couple of years, uh, I don't know how many hardcore inter Miami CF fans are going to be, but they probably won't mind driving the hour uh, for games for now until they get their own place. And if they, I mean, they only need 18,000 people to fill it up. So, and they're not getting ambitious, too, which is a good thing. Right. Like, they're not going immediately for, like, 30,000-plus seats. Right. Yep. No, I I, I like it. I like seeing teams coming in and doing it right. And this is definitely doing everything right. I just changed your dumb name. <clears throat> All right. Um, last thing on the
0: dumbing ground is new CONCACAF hex, hex format for World Cup qualifying. Because why not? Um, so the way this is going to work the sixth the sixth ranked or sorry the top six ranked teams in the FIFA rankings after june twenty twenty international window will automatically be included in the hex so right now that's um I believe it's mexico United States Costa Rica. Jamaica, Honduras, and also well, I'm sorry, I don't know, but, but basically, right now, like Mexico, the US, and maybe Costa Rica are guaranteed to the hex. Um, but here's the thing: there is so we're skipping that stage in between to get to the hex. Mm-hmm. But there's still other games because there's 35 teams, right? So the other 29 teams are going to be drawn to eight groups. The winners of those groups are going to go to a knockout. <laughs> oh. And then whoever wins that is going to play against a fourth-place finisher from the Hex. And that team who wins that will go to the Intercontinental Playoff for the half spot that we get.
1: Holy good lord.
0: We thought shit was confusing before. Right? How would you feel if you finished fifth? And no, you can't even get a chance at that international playoff spot. Or intercontinental playoff when a team ranked maybe 35th in the region is getting that chance when you're not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be some unhappy teams. That's for sure. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm
0: just waiting for like Mexico to finish fifth and then they're going to immediately change it. Yeah. Oh, and the, the, we're still having the Concave Nations League, by the way. So. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. So that's not going to More wackiness.
1: So Get ready for confusing. See, where's Pat to rant and rave about this? See? This is his thing, man. The only bright side is that if we do our jobs
0: correctly, which I know if, after last time there's a stretch, if we do our jobs correctly, we only need to worry about um ten games to get into the World Cup.
1: Great. Well, hopefully by then we'll be ready to, to play these teams. Hopefully.
0: All right. Uh, so since Pat's not here, we're not doing the betting corner. Wait, do you want me to give you three bets? Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. If we're going to do this, this is going to be this week. It's going to be Truman's betting corner.
1: I, I want to give you guys an upset here. I'll give you uh, two easy ones, and that's definitely DC beating New England at home. Uh,
0: so are we talking like a straight up? Three way bet here. Three.
1: Three yeah. Three parlay. Uh, picking all winners. We're not picking, uh, goals okay, so over right oh, none yeah. of that nonsense. Right. So give me DC at home. Pleh, makes me puke thinking about it. Uh, give me Orlando at home. Okay. Cause the, you know, they're super pumped up. They're playing Columbus. And then give me FC Cincinnati to win in Chicago as your, uh, your upset. How about that? How about that? Make a couple bucks, all right? You can't play chalk all the way through. You got it. You got to pick some winners. <laughs> that
0: would be kind of amazing if that actually worked out well.
1: Yeah. Just said if I got that right. When Pat, we, we, here. Need
0: to, we need to have you and Pat just like go at it. Like that'll be the second prediction. Yeah. You know that's what it's going to be. We have it, a secondary belt. It's going to be you and Pat because betting. Online is not – our sports gambling is not allowed in Maryland, so I can't do this. But you and Pat, that's – the belt that you have right now is going to become the secondary belt. It's going to become the gambling trifecta belt.
1: That's right. Give him credit, though. The other week, he was – he picked uh, Red Bulls at home and then both women and uh, men's U.S. teams to win that weekend, and they did.
0: I'm just saying, if you'd pull it off, I think we got a shot. We got a second belt here. We could do.
1: Yeah, we can call it. We can call it Pat's uh, betting corner, and then the next segment is called Truman Fick- fixes Pat's betting corner. Oh, boom! roasted. Go. Where are you, bro? Where are you? Not here. I need more sound effects.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, the last segment of the show is Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible.
1: It's easy. This is the easiest thing you could ever do. LA is really good. LA too is really good. And they slapped around Vancouver by a score of six to one last weekend. Uh, they're making it look easy at
0: this point. And that's not good.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that's going to stop LA is, uh, us. That's it. We're going to have to go there, uh, in August and beat them up in their building. Is that's going to happen? Probably not, but you know, we're, we're the last hope. I have faith. They're playing on, it's on Sunday at 10 o'clock in, at night. Cause it's seven. I don't care. It's 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday. I agree.
0: The weekend game, or especially Sunday games, should not start that late for an East coast audience.
1: You could literally book, you could literally have that at any other time and it would be fine. They could play at five o'clock Wait, in one evening. What day is that? It's Sunday. It's the 11th.
0: Okay. The week before I close on my house, I'm like, Am I going to be moving into my new house that weekend? Because that would really suck.
1: Yeah. Because that is going to, I mean, w- why not change the time? That's going to be a good primetime matchup right there. just
0: four Eastern or four local.
1: Yeah. Listen, you got to do it in August because in, in September, the NFL starts. So, get the get prime those, time now. Right. Get people watching now, and 10 o'clock on a Sunday night ain't going to do it. And if it's Fox
0: Sports, put it on Fox. Yeah. What the hell are you doing Sunday nights in August? Nothing. It's not Animation Sunday yet. That's right. It's it's nothing going on. And Maybe you get some people that are confused. Maybe they'll think it's Animation Sunday, and they'll actually be like, oh, what is this? And-
1: I swear to God, if there's an NFL preseason game that's on, and that's why they had to make it at that wacky time, it'd be so dumb. And now I'm going to kind of look... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's like five preseason games. What? Even though preseason games are mostly on Fridays and Thursdays, but speaking of preseason, because I just brought this up,
0: why are the Jets and Giants playing Week One of the preseason?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Or they are? They're playing each other. Yep. That's weird.
0: Jets are Jets technically at the Giants August eighth, seven p.m.
1: Oh, I don't know. That's usually the third game. Always the third game.
0: The third game for the Jets this year are the Saints, and for you guys, it's the Bengals. Weird, yeah. So no, by the way, August eleventh, there's no NFL preseason.
1: All right. So again, no excuses. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about before we head out? Nah, that's it. I think we've we've done enough.
0: Uh, let's wrap this one up. Patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. One buck a month is all you need to support us and get exclusive content such as monthly wrap ups, uh, any live post games we do, stuff like that. Red Bull Rant at gmail.com is the address if you want to email us during the week. If you'd like to call us, 973 348 5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. Um, on Twitter at Red Bull Rank for the show at Doc the Stooge myself at PMacDA2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get
1: out of here: Don't you fucking dare lose to the Smurfs! Don't you dare! I'm not putting up with that bullshit. All right, I don't, I don't need it. I'm coming back to a game first time in a while. Don't fucking piss me off and ruin my night. Just get out there and win. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Red Bull's whip. I figured that was the perfect timing for that. Yeah, do sure. it. <laughs> Alright, so for Truman and myself, this has been episode number 317 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls.
1: Bye-bye.
0: I need to go to my quiet place.